0: progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and other insurers discount not available in all states or situations
1: thank you for tuning in and welcome to another epic edition of the jerry jones show hosted by jerry jones along with his sidekick kevin anderson each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry welcome to the show clients undoubtedly are like my clients run into some major challenges on occasion Um, sometimes it can be financial challenges sometimes uh, it's you know personal challenges um, staff challenges whatever those uh, might be in your office Uh, it could be it could actually be um, uh, a changing economy challenge so you know a lot of these uh, a lot of doctors that you and I have worked with over the years have, have found themselves in what I would call a dental dead area in other words, it's highly saturated, or the need for dentistry is so low that uh, an office will start to stagnate, and the numbers will fall off the chart. Um, when when your clients encounter these kinds of situations, how do you how do you coach them to handle uh, challenges like this? Well, um, what you're talking about exists um,
0: in a lot of cities in California. Um, every you know, dentist that, you know, graduates from one of the, the dental schools in California wants to live in the high-end communities of California where every other dentist mm-hmm. lives. And, um, you know, they have the good schools and all the rest. Can't blame them. But it makes it uh, more difficult to um, establish yourself, even if you buy into a practice, because you're, you know, you're, the saturation point's high for dentist-to-patient ratio or dentist-to-population That having been been said, I've been working in that environment for 30 years and it just means that you have to do more of the right things better than the rest of the dentists in the area and you'll you'll be fine. Uh, These are precisely the dental offices and the climate that we've been working in since we started the consulting and coaching business. Um, it, It would be nice if we could get Guys to move to areas where there are n- virtually no dentists and the competition would be you know non-existent um, and they could get a good running start in some of the rural communities but you uh-huh. know, they don't they don't like the culture or the schools for their kids or whatever so we have to deal with the environment that we have and which is a tough environment but I figured that <laughs> if we could have successful practices in this environment then it will work anywhere in the country. Um, I think this is probably the, the, Bay, the San Francisco Bay Area is one of the toughest places to, um, to be successful in a lot of businesses.
1: That's, you bring up a good point. Um, you know, you take all things being equal, um, you know, and if you are in a high-competition area, um, you know, like most of California seems to be very competitive Uh, at least you know my clients share that with me and I know your clients I mean you see it in their numbers um, the competitive nature Um, you you know when you tell a new graduate well go where there is no competition go where you are all by yourself in a category of one so success is virtually guaranteed Um, you know it brings me back to what my dad told me as a kid Um, son when you get older and you're going to need to figure out real quick that you need to work where where you have to and vacation where you want so that was his way of telling me that if I thought I was going to go and, you know, get a great job in, you know, in sunny, some place that was sunny and gorgeous year round, um, the competition was going to be higher, and and that's exactly what you've said. So there are these dental dead areas and um, competition is stiff. And yeah, if you're not uh, if you're not hitting 100% on that value equation that we talked to earlier, things are certainly a lot rougher. Um, so what are when you when you uh, encounter these kinds of uh, challenges i mean give me an example of um tell me a story about one of your clients who's had a tough challenge um you know give me an example of a of a, of a really uh, a memorable one and how they were able to overcome it
0: okay i'll do that uh before i do though let me quantify that environmental problem in my opinion okay it represents about a 10 to 15% challenge okay there's that that's not the real challenge. There's there's a good eighty percent that's in other areas. that are non-environmental, that cause practices to be in the situation they're in. Uh, I would attribute, uh, you know, the the problem of growth, et cetera, to ten to fifteen percent environmental. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of people give it a higher number. Uh, but we've seen the results in this kind of an area uh, where, you know, we can overcome that if we can overcome the other problems within the practice. And, um, and those problems far outshadow any environmental issues.
1: So, so essentially, I mean, so I want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. If you, if you uh, are working with a, with a, with a client, in an area that's tough, dead, the economy is, you know, I mean, there's so many doctors, the competition is high. Um, your feeling is that uh, that factor, that only factors in at about a 10% to 15% rate of whether they succeed or fail. In other words, it's not an overwhelming majority of why they might fail, but it's a really a very small percentage. It's a minority.
0: That's my opinion.
1: Okay. All right. I I'll, 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 I'll want to hear more. So
0: keep going. Okay. Well, here here are some of the things that you know fall into the higher percentages. Before I talk about that, you know, one case you'd like me to talk about, um, change. If, if you can't get a doctor and his team to change, um, nothing's going to happen. And change is not an easy thing. It, some psychologists say it it takes doing something 27 times consecutively uh, in a new way in order to break the old habit. So if you're used to picking up your coffee cup with your left hand and you want to change to your right hand, and somewhere in day 13 you slip and put it back in your left hand, you got to start over 27 more days um, of doing it you know, the way you want to do it. So it's an Uh arduous task to change. People don't like change, typically. And even if a a dentist says he is okay with change, many times what they mean is he's okay with getting the team to change, but not so sure about, you know, self-change. So that's the biggest picture is whether the doctor is willing to change so he can be a leader and show the team uh, that he's willing to change, and then the team follows, and then taking them through gently every change that needs to be made, and we start out our very first meeting talking about change and how difficult it is and how sensitive we are to, you know, resistance to change, and we teach them something called the stair step of change, where the first time we um, bring up a a new way of doing something, the initial reaction is always going to be no. No, I don't want to do that. Right. Uh, it Resists may be a split it. second or it may be a couple of months, but no is the first step. If they can get to the second step, they'll, they're doing it the new way, but it feels phony, uh, not like themselves at all. And we inch them up a little bit more up to the third step where they feel uncomfortable, but it doesn't feel phony anymore because they've done it enough times. Finally, they get to the next step, which is comfortable, but they still know they're doing it. And then the top step is natural. It's the things that they were doing before we did the change that they did naturally without even thinking about it. So those are the steps they have to go through to get from no to natural. And it takes a varying amount of time depending on the subject matter. Mm -hmm. So that's... You know one of the things other than environmental Uh, and then communication is a big deal Um, you know most dentists have a more introverted personality Uh, that's why they can focus on you know small little objects to a a great Mm -hmm. detail Um, and so their peripheral vision is not as good as their tunnel vision and to be able to communicate well you do have to have some peripheral vision to be able to take in things from your patients and your team that you can deal with uh, from a c- communication standpoint, um, and then ultimately you have to accept accountability that you're going to be accountable as the leader of a, a business doing dentistry. So, I'm finished with that soapbox. I'll uh, I'll go on to answer your question about uh, you know a patient that, or a practice that comes to mind.
1: Um, yeah. Tell me a, tell me a, a good example of that. <clears throat>
0: well. Here's a practice that um, it's, it's in a, you know, a, a high-end city in the Bay Area, so the worst environment that you could pick uh, for saturation. Um, they have three operatories, no room for expansion in that building. Um, I, I meet the dentist. Uh, he's eager to learn some new things, but tells me right at the first meeting when we're done, he says, I'm I'm right around forty thousand dollars a month in production and a dentist can't do more than that. That's that's the maximum a dentist can do. Um, you know, this was probably twenty five years into consulting. I I managed to keep from, you know, chuckling, um, and, you know, listen, you know, intently to what he said. And said, "Okay, um, now let's take a look at what I think we can do." And I prepared—I I had prepared the practice analysis and the business plan—and um, you know, gave him the next 12 months projection, and, at which I said that we're going to average just for the first year, seventy thousand uh, a month. Uh, that practice is now doing one twenty uh, a month, um, and he's just a joy to work with. He. He absorbs every new idea, you know, like his life depended on it. And it was so much fun to see uh, that practice grow uh, to some very deserving people. And they're still in that location with three operatories. Um, They have a chance that maybe the uh, dentist on the second floor is going to retire soon and they can expand. But they've done all that with three operatories. Uh, Wow.
1: So they went from forty thousand a month. So they went from forty thousand a month to one hundred and twenty thousand a month. Yes. Wow. And what was the period of time again? What was the time period? Yeah.
0: Um, Within the first year, we were doing around seventy a month average, and by the third year, see the third or fourth
1: year. We were
0: doing 120.
1: Wow, wow, that's a big jump. Um, what about uh, to to do that kind of a jump? Um, where where did his employee numbers go? So where did he start out with a number of employees, and where is he at today at 120 with the number of employees?
0: We uh, we changed the front desk person three times before we found the right person. Yeah that that was, you know, difficult but necessary. We changed one of the assistants. He had two assistants. Uh, We changed one um, and he had two hygienists and those two hygienists are still with him. But the hygienists, you know, their daily production increased dramatically um, when they got on board to what the practice wanted to do. So, Finding the right front desk person, um, you know, absorbing all things the way he did as quickly as he did allowed him to just grow quickly. Um, but he was convinced when we started. He, he wanted to be more efficient and, you know, maybe net a little bit more, but he, he was pretty well convinced that, you know, a solo practice dentist could not do over $40,000 a month. Just just couldn't happen
1: Really, the, 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 so it sounds to me like he had the same disease that uh, a, a gentleman I worked very closely with in my own office. Um, he had a mental barrier. Um, at $2,000 a day, he would shut down. He, he could not imagine doing more dentistry than $2,000 a day. Um, and, and it's interesting to me, the self-limiting beliefs that we all have. Um, we have this, this, uh, this switch that we all have, and we turn it on because, you know, we, we envision ourselves only being worthy um, or only having the capabilities to produce, you know, a certain amount, and then we shut down. And it's the, it's the god-awfulest thing that, that happens to humans because it, it really is our own potential limiter. It's so frustrating. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of The Jerry Jones Radio Show. You've reached the end of this segment, and in just a few days, we'll post the next, or in some cases, the final segment of this show. You can always listen in to the next segment or show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash jerryjones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call, 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the...